Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's TLC. Oh, okay. Do you know TLC? I don't know that version. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. In Medicine. Turn up Christmas edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we will be uh, having a really, really fun show today. And it's going to be on time, so we're, we're doing good things. Um, we're going to start with our elders' elevation. So to this week, um, it's coming from Simone Biles. And okay. it is, I'd rather regret the risks that didn't work out than the chances I didn't take at all. Wow. So that's, that's big. I mean, mm-hmm. really, that's kind of this whole process, just like knowing that what you're doing is worth it. And having confidence in that. And I think that's one of the hardest parts is like we do so much and we've taken so many different paths. And it's like, well, even if it's not the same as everybody else's, is it still going to be worth it? So, yeah, just knowing that the risk is worth it is a big part. So, And a lot of people give up. So just pursuing and knowing and getting there, that's the best thing. Because if you gave up, you wouldn't even know if you could make it that far. Exactly. Yeah. And you give up on like, you know, fear. So mm-hmm. that's just cheating yourself. So um, I'm really excited, guys. I'm like amped. We actually have a message. Uh, someone actually wrote in to our show. A real person, guys, People not me. People listen. We don't just ramble. <laughs> right. And so uh, it's a good day in the neighborhood. So we're going to read our first Mahoney message, guys. And so this is from Sandy Cheeks. That is a fake name. Um, So Sandy Cheek says, hey, y'all. Accurate. First off, I love the show. Super informative and interesting. More authentic than any Kaplan, anything Kaplan has ever tried to sell me. So we're uh, we're, we're legit, guys. So keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Uh, I'm currently a med school applicant and was curious with how y'all deal with the huge amounts of information that you've gotten in undergrad postbacks and that you will get in med school or that we plan to get in med school. I feel like I've made it this far reading and rewriting information, but I've been told that that's difficult um, through all the material that you'll get in med school. Any tips retaining for retaining information? Sincerely, Sandy Cheeks. So, well, thank you, Sandy Cheeks, for writing in. Thanks, Sandy. Um, You're a lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess for me, I would say making logical connections. I think writing down your information is good, but not writing down all your notes, like making connections between your notes just so you can um, mem- know it better. Not yeah, notes, like but... you, I feel like when it comes to like you making logical connections, you can access the information a lot better. Mm-hmm. So like... If something just makes sense to you, you'll work your way through it. Let's say you even forget it, but you learned it in like a logical way. You can still kind of work your way back to that answer, you know? But I think that's what saved me a lot too, is like making logical connections. I do flashcards, um, which isn't, a lot of people don't advise that because that's just memorization. But for some things, I mean, you just have to memorize it, like anatomy and stuff like that. Yeah. So I know... My, when I was studying for the MCAT and my post back, I stopped taking notes for like some of the classes that were um, based on basically memorization. And I just do my flashcards while I was in class. And so like I use Quizlet and Anki. They both have mm-hmm. different pros. <laughs> Quizlet be trying to charge you for pictures. I'm like, why? So. Oh, Quizlet. I've never used Quizlet. Oh, oh, Quizlet. I don't even know how you use it. I've like used other people's Quizlets by now. Oh my I... God. <laughs> Yeah, Quizlet is everything. I, I feel like I used Quizlet even in undergrad, just like when it came to like making my own uh, notes and stuff like that, especially like microbiology. I definitely just yeah, you might have type to show me in. how to use Quizlet. Absolutely. But Anki is good because you can paste your own pictures and then you have to, I had to watch YouTube for Anki, which is one of the negatives about it because it's so complicated, but yeah. it's really useful if you learn how to use it. It's like really useful. And it's good. I don't know. It gets you on a good routine. But also, you have to... Ooh, if you are doing flashcards, don't play games with the flashcards. You have to review the flashcards. So they yeah, don't, not... don't just make them and stare at them and think you're going to know them just because you made them. Absolutely. And that's what I liked about Anki because I'd have like 300 flashcards in a deck, which is like, if you're not going to look at it, you're setting yourself up for failure. But like literally every day I had a reminder on my phone, like 30 minutes of flashcards. And then I just like go through it and, 
Yeah, so like if you're if you're doing flashcards, be dedicated to it. Don't play games. And Aki charges for the app on Apple. And who has time for paying for apps? We got real bills to pay for. So Ooh, that's yeah. that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm, internet or Anki. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> Sandy make logical connections mm-hmm. and um, I guess try rewriting your information, but don't write everything out. Like make concept maps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Concept yeah, maps. Yeah. If you have a whiteboard too, it might help for you to just like write out. So like maybe the day before your exam or like maybe a few days before, do like a brain vomit on like a whiteboard or a chalkboard or something and literally write down everything you know about the what's going to be on the exam. Like go over, you know, chapter by chapter. Okay, what do I know about this? And after you like do your brain vomit, Sorry for the wording of that, but (laughs) after you do that, go back and look at what the teacher wants you to know from that chapter and see what you missed. Because nine times out of ten, like the things that you miss are going to be the things that you forget to study, and then those are going to be the things that you panic about on the exam. So, if you want to get a good idea of like what you know, um, and if it's too much, I mean, obviously, if it's a large amount of information, consolidate as much as you can. Um, even if it just if you want to write down the topics and then like talk about it, definitely talk it out. Whatever you're going to study, definitely talk it out. But I know because I'm an auditory learner, so like after I know the information, if I like go over it with someone else and I hear them say it, it helps me process it better. So maybe you can try like different forms of studying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sandy Cheeks. Um, I've never been happier to see an email. Let's get more emails. <laughs> well, you know, schools, but not on this email at least. So, um, yeah. Next, we'll go on to our stepping stones. So, uh, this week we have some really good stepping stones. It's not necessarily like foundational to medical school or like post or undergrad in biology or chemistry. You know, it's not directly for that group. It's really something a lot of different fields could relate to. Um, But we're going to start with timeline. So what would you say is the ideal timeline, the the, literally the staple timeline for this process? Mm -hmm. I guess it's you go to four years of undergrad. After four years of undergrad, you go straight to med school for four years. And Mm -hmm. then after that, you do your desired residency for however long it is, Mm -hmm. four plus years. So I think that's the like, quote unquote, timeline that you're supposed to follow right do they include like fellowships in that time like is that or is that just a mucky water that people don't I yeah that's a mucky water because not everyone does right that's true um yeah so how much of your path did you think you were gonna stay on that timeline um I thought I was gonna stay on that timeline probably until my senior year of undergrad yeah I thought I was gonna be on that timeline until my junior year, but that's when I took the MCAT. Yeah, I was yeah. like, when I took the MCAT, I was like, yikes. Yeah, so what do you feel like would have prepared you? I think where we kind of fooled ourselves is not having multiple timelines. Like, it's very, oh, yeah. that's kind of how you hinder yourself. You know what I mean? You yeah. get yourself in one track mindset. Mm-hmm. And so. I think not knowing um, what the ac- the actual process entitles. Like, I think you think, oh, I made it through undergrad. Oh, I can go straight to med school. Like... You have to be, I think, to be in medical school, you have to be, like, like mature in your studies. You have mm-hmm. to be mature in, like, your social life. Like, you just have to be ready and at that point in life where you're just like, I'm going to devote my whole life to this. Like, I think if I would have known that freshman year, my timeline probably would have been different. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'd known it was, like, a devotion. <laughs> yeah. Just the next step. Yeah, and I, I really think I had, like, a decent... I think what messed me up is, like, only planning so many steps ahead and not necessarily having like okay so I'm doing this in order to accomplish this in like two years but also to set myself up for when I am in medical school but also to secure my studies you know what I mean like I was literally thinking I want an A in this class you know versus like how is this going to help me on the MCAT yes that's that's very true Yeah. yeah and then like even when I'm studying for the MCAT I'm like how is this going to be relevant when I'm studying for step so like I feel like you get so caught up on, like, checking off boxes on that timeline, but you don't really think, like, like holistically Hol- yes. about, like, the process. So, 
you don't realize that the stuff that because you think oh I'm learning this chemical reaction and chemistry like what's that going to do for me when I'm treating patients but like all that matters yeah it matters like knowing that little detail will know like hey let me not dose this patient wrong because I know the chemistry behind it you know right so all of it yeah just having a holistic approach Mm -hmm. um so how did your timeline change my timeline changed because I ended up doing a post back. So then after I graduated, I did a post back for a year. And then after my post back, I took that next year to apply. And then I got in. So mm-hmm. mine was extended like two years. Yeah. Same. I Well, I graduated. My timeline was already messed up because I graduated <laughs> in December. So it was like, okay, what do I do now? So I had a semester off. I knew as soon as I took... um. So what actually made me even think of this stepping stone was I found, I don't know if you saw my snap, I found a little piece of paper that I oh, like Oh, I saw that. Out. I thought that was so cute. Girl, I didn't see that. I like teared up. So I found this piece of paper. So, okay, I'll tell you guys. When I took my MCAT, I did terrible. I didn't know what to do. Literally panicked. I was like, okay, can't take this to anything. Well, every time I think of the MCAT, I think of the day I opened my results in the library at school. Because yep, someone texted me and was like, oh, you oh, I opened, opened our yeah, we were at the same time. No, but... not the same time, the same place. <laughs> Literally, I was in the corner. I remember seeing my score, and I was like, that can't be my score, and I kept refreshing the oh, screen. Friends. I was like, there's no way. Like, this is like a sample, like, just showing. I was like, this is <laughs> where's, a sample? Where, where's yes. the rest of the score? <laughs> where's where's mine? I just remember calling my mom and, like, bawling in the library. People probably thought it was crazy. Yikes. I was a little more subtle. Uh, uh Yeah. <laughs> world's ending. <laughs> Dang. I, uh, so I was sitting with Jackie and, which you guys will meet Jackie, that's our other best friend, but mm-hmm. we were, um, sitting there at the table and she's sitting across from me. And this is when Jackie knew very little about the process, bless her heart, but she was like all for it. Like she would be so supportive. She was, she would be listening to our little rants and she was so dedicated. She so, was. Um, uh, so shout out to Jackie. But, um, Sitting across from Jackie, and I opened my score, and literally, I'm just like... You're brave to do it in front of someone else. Well, because I... So I was too scared. I knew if I opened it by myself, I would get in my head. You oh, know what I mean? Yep, and that's I would exactly immediately, what I did. Right, but if I'm, like, around people, I'm not that kind of, like, person to, like, express, you know, bad you're, emotions in front of people. You're, she's not. <laughs> I know. No, if I'm yelling at somebody, going <laughs> off I was different. like, we finished, I'm like, Kia, it's okay. You're like, No. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I'm working on myself. But so yeah, so I open it in front of Jackie and I'm just like, okay, all right, this isn't okay, this is something. We can we can something. And she's like, is it good? And I was like, it's okay. And like it took a second for me to consider my score. You know, I talked to my advisors, I talked to some people that I had on the process, and they were just like I would consider having a backup plan. So at that point, I'm panicking. I'm like, what am I going to do? I didn't plan for this. You know, it's the timeline. You're supposed to finish in four years, go to medical school, be a doctor, find a beautiful husband, have a beautiful family, be happy. But men are being complicated. But so... (laughs) (laughs) But so... But so... um, And in this career field... Not having plan A, you're a failure. Yeah. You're doing this failure. Yeah. So if you like... But that's the thing, like, that's what I thought. I was like, you know, if I don't do this timeline, what am I going to do next? And then you're thinking about what other people are going to think of you. You're like, oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm going to tell my family, especially like when your family's like been supporting you and you have to be like... I'm not going to med school school. this year, girl. And they're like, what did we just... Absolutely. And that's that's what makes it so hard about so many people not knowing this process. It's like, when you do have something that's like you don't feel confident in because that's really what it is the MCAT score that I got I feel like most people would agree you couldn't use but (laughs) (laughs) but the also the problem in that was that yeah like I wasn't confident in it and it's like I wasn't confident with my application entirely like I didn't have most of the qualities that I felt I could back up in an interview so I was just like I don't feel like this is a strong enough application for me to even present to my mom let alone you know (laughs) admissions committee (laughs) So I sat down panicking and this was 2016 and I literally wrote out every possible option that I had and like 
where that would lead me up until getting into medical school fall of 2019. So I'm really happy because I had like three different options. Like every semester I wrote out what I wanted to do and like where I should be at that point. And like some of them included like doing research and traveling and like joining the military and like every semester until fall of 2019. And the longest route was the one that where I ended up in medical school. And I actually ended checked like a lot of the things off on the list, guys. So I was just really happy. That's awesome. Right. And I was like, three years ago, panic and Kia. We knew what was going on. Well, I think this is a good segue because that shows you, that shows us like you have to be adaptable. You have in to this be. field. Yeah. That and is a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's just, yeah. Let's just yeah. talk about it now. Yeah. So how, what is the situation where you've had to adapt to change? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll tell my story now. Well, um, I guess my after my senior year of undergrad, the year that I was applying to med school, I wasn't happy with my MCAT score, but I really didn't want to take the MCAT, and I was being really stubborn. I was like, I'm just going to apply with my score. And my parents were like, it's fine. Like, your score is good. Your score is good, because they didn't understand. Um, mm. So I was like, okay, let me apply. So I applied, um, and during my application process, I had my mentor was like, hey, apply to this post-bag program. My dad did it. Her dad did it back in like the 70s. And she was like, oh, it's a pretty good like program. Like you should apply. So I was like, okay, like I'll apply. That'll be my backup plan, like whatever. So like this comes, I think it was February. Mm-hmm. I like totally forgot I even applied to that program. I hadn't heard anything. I was like so, con- I was just like, so tuned in on trying to get into med school like right after undergrad mm-hmm. that I wasn't focused on anything else like I wasn't like Kia I wasn't thinking of backup plans I was just you didn't like, panic no girl I was like <laughs> I need to get in I need right. to find all my resources like I was doing that more than like thinking of plans and so then I actually ended up getting an interview to a medical school and I was so happy I was like oh the Lord came through like so then um I put all my eggs in that one basket and I was like, I'm going to get into this med school. Like I'm going to kill my interview. That was the worst interview of my life. Mm. I just remember after that interview, I was like, dang. And then after we went on spring break and after we came back from spring break, I found out I didn't get in and I was Mm. like mortified. And that was, it was like the very end of the application cycle. So I think it was around March, April. So I was like, okay, I'm for sure not getting in. I was graduating in May I didn't have any jobs lined up. I didn't have research. I had nothing. So, like, I just remember I graduated, like, the first week of May. Um, and I just remember everyone else was so happy during graduation. But I was, like, honestly so sad. Like, Aww. I didn't want to graduate because I was, like, I have nothing to do. Like, yeah. I don't have any jobs. I don't have research. Like, I, I don't even know where I'm going to live. Like, right. So then... Um, the next week, I just remember I was, like, complaining to my mom. I was, like, I need to buy a Kaplan course to study for the MCAT so I can do good. Mm-hmm. And my mom was, like, it's okay. Like, I saved up money. Like, we'll pay for you for another course. And Shout then out I, to the family. I know. <laughs> and, and I totally forgot I had even applied to the, the post-bac program at, at Creighton that I did. Um, and then the next day, I ended up getting a call from the um, Creighton program, and they were like, hey, we had someone drop out last minute. We have one okay, more God. spot. Do you want it? And I was like, I just like could not even believe it. Aww. I was like, oh, my God. So fast I forward. I you calling me, and I was just like, well, what? You were like, what? what? You were you just crying last week? <laughs> she was like, I'm packing. I was like, uh-uh, okay. <laughs> they literally called me on a Thursday, and they had orientation that next Friday, and I lived two and a half hours away from that school, so they literally called me that Thursday evening around like four or five, and I had to leave my house that next that on Friday the next day at five a.m. to make it to orientation. Mm-hmm. So I literally drove to orientation that day. Orientation got over at like three or four, and then I drove right back um, after two and a half hours back after, and then. Um, that same weekend, that next day, that Saturday morning, I literally packed up my room. Um, I drove two and a half hours that next day, mm-hmm. looked at apartments all that afternoon. Um, I lived in a hotel for two weeks. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I literally lived in a hotel for two weeks. Yikes. Um, started classes that Monday, living in a hotel. Um, my parents were awesome. Like, they got me a hotel for two weeks until oh. I could move into my apartment. And then my mom ended up coming down, like, whenever I moved into my apartment, and she helped me get furniture and everything, but, like, 
I literally had to like move my life. And that's a good change. Like that's not that's not a bad change. It's not a bad change, but like I feel like someone who's in this career field, you really have to be adaptable. Like the second something happens, like you have to be able to just like pick up and change easily. Um and not be so stuck in your ways that like you don't know what happened what you could do if like Right. What ha- what you wait, what am I trying to say? <laughs> you don't know what could happen. Like some yeah. said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like imagine if you would have like she would have told you about that program and you were like, I'm going to med school, like why do I need to apply? Yeah. That? Or yeah. if they called me and they were like, We have a spot opening up and I'm like, Oh, I can't move in a weekend, sorry, I'm not gonna take it. Right. Yeah, and I like I had to break my lease and my contract that I was living in. It was like I had to like figure sacrifice. out Sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice <laughs> so much in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was so stressed, y'all. That's crazy. But yeah. Yeah, I remember calling because I called you on my way back and I was like, so I'm moving. Look, I was like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> You're moving where? Like, wow, that sounds interesting. <laughs> but I think that just goes to show like you have to have faith in the process. Too. You absolutely do. And, you know, believe that what you're doing is worth it. Like, when you have that moment where it's like, we have a spot open, this is all we got, are you going to take it? You know, sometimes you just have to be like, sure, like, this is what I want, I'm going to do it, Added by any means necessary. Yeah. You dropped everything. I, I know, I left my, at that time, friends, I left... Your job? My job, oh yeah, I told my job I was quitting, they were so mad, yeah, I just told them, I was like, sorry, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. Yeah, I had to leave my, my job, I had to cancel my lease, like, I had to pack, like, my whole life and move in a weekend, yeah. so... And, I mean, would you say it was worth it? It was worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at you now. Yeah. Med student. (laughs) So, yeah, like... Yeah, do you have... What's your... Um, so, I would say my adapting to change... Well, I feel like I've had two, but, um... Because I kind of planned for the post-back. I feel like that was a subtle transition. Not returning to my post back was oh that quite was you definitely did text yeah me. so I uh I planned I I had like financial complications going this summer and I wasn't able to go back to my post back program so a like it was it was a very long process like I decided I got my MCAT score in like June yeah June and I saw my MCAT score I was like okay you know I'm solid cool. Good. And then, like, finances started to waver, and I was like, shucks, what do I do now? (laughs) So, um, I was like, okay, you know, if I'm... Okay, so I wasn't planning on coming back home for the summer. I was supposed to do a summer program out in California. So... In May, I decided not to do the program. Well, I was like, I'm not going to sit at home and look at my mom all day because she's not going to be happy to see me. And she said the same thing. She was like, so what you going to be doing? Because <laughs> you won't be using up my bills. So I uh, immediately like, okay, I need a job. So I start putting my uh, resume on like any, literally any online website, anywhere that'll look at it. And so this job like calls me up. It's real sketchy. I was like, this has got to be a pyramid scheme. And he's like, hi, I'm a hiring recruiter and I'm calling with a job offer for you. And I'm like, cool, whatever. Okay. And so we do little interviews or whatever. And it's legit. Like I was really amazed at how legit this job is. It's good money. Like it's good hours. I'm working like a real job. I'm shocked. So that landed within like two weeks. I'm like, bet, got a job. So I'm working all summer and I'm like, great. So then like, like I said, finances started to waver and come August, I'm like, I can't go back to my program. What do I do? So, well, so it was more July. I'd already signed a lease uh, for the full school year because college you know, college apartments and they want you to lock in as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. I signed this lease back in January for this school year you know living there right now right and so i'm like freaking out because of course you can't break the lease can't pay any amount to break the lease all you have to do is find a sublease this college is in the middle of nowhere so everybody that's going to live there is already secure in their place by july (laughs) and the people that don't have a place to live is like okay girl who you gonna find what you gonna do it's literally like the only people that are outside of the college that live in this town are townies so yeah like by the grace of God, this girl contacts me. She's looking for a place. Uh, literally, I moved out of that city. It was six hours from my hometown. So I drove one weekend to pack up. And then the next weekend, my dad and I drove back out there. And we pulled everything, you know, and brought it back here. But yeah, did all that in a weekend. Got my apartment literally two weeks, three weeks later. And I 
slept on a couch for two weeks <laughs> to a month and uh just kind of worked from there yeah, yeah it was a it was a lot but now I mean I'm very happy I, I have a year to just because I've never been out of school so this is my first year out of school and it, it's been really rejuvenating I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and I mean, I told my mom, like, she was like, why don't you just live at home and save up? And I was like, I'm 24, I'm about to be 25. I really don't feel like I can, like, I would like to know that me being by myself, I'm, I don't know, I'm stable yeah. enough, you know, and I'm learning more about myself. Like, I feel like I feel more like an adult now than I would have. Staying at home with my parents just didn't give me the opportunities that I would have had here. And I feel like I've gotten more peace just like being by myself and I plan to live on my own in medical school and like, I don't know that I'll be in my hometown for medical school. So it's like, I'd hate to try that out in somewhere where I don't know anybody. That's I don't true. have anybody. Flo lives like 10 minutes away, away from me. Like, it's nothing for me to be like, hey girl, I, I, I heard a noise. Um, right? <laughs> I need you to watch my location and if things get weird, like come up here. Like, right? <laughs> literally. So Every like. Every weekend. Look. <laughs> so I'm saying like. I would rather experiment living by myself and being independent on my own where I have my support group than trying it just off the fly um, in another city. So, yeah, that was kind of my um, dramatic change. It was a little more secure, I'd say, but at the same time, like, I didn't know what I would... I, I thought I'd have to quit my job because if I couldn't find anybody to sublease, I'd have to go back. That's true. And, yeah, my, we'd just be paying rent and doing all that I couldn't work that was the complicated part I couldn't work in my post-rec program which most of the time you can't you can't so it's like you're you're walking away to a from a lot like you leave your not civilization but you leave what you're comfortable <laughs> with <laughs> you leave what you're comfortable with in some cases and you you walk away from jobs and you walk away from even relationships you know if long distance isn't for you then you know, you might be walking away from that. So you sacrifice, which which is our next stepping stone, honestly. Um, but you sacrifice a lot in this process. So um, we have a, a lot of time. So <laughs> we could just circle back. Um, as far as timeline goes, do you feel like, okay, because I feel like most of the timeline might make you feel rushed. Would you say, like, there's a lot of rushing in trying to stick to that timeline? I think depending on the person you are, just because, I don't know, why is everything, like, four years? Like, I feel like you have to, you have to get this in four years, you have to do this in four years, but not everyone processes information all at the same time. And I just feel like life is so short, like, if you want to travel or do that study abroad program, like, do it. Like, don't feel like you have to stick to it because you want to finish in four mm -hmm. years, you know? Like, I don't know, what do you think? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I feel like... A lot of, like, this experience, although they, the timeline is, like, popular, I feel like a lot of people don't stick to it. Like, I don't think there's many people, well, I won't say I don't think there's many people, but I think there's just as many people who have done a non-traditional route in getting into medical school and going through the process that have done, you know, a traditional route. And even if people have done a traditional route, a lot of people take a gap year, like, yeah. a lot. And I think that's just based on applying after you graduate, but... Yeah, what do you, what do you think this, why do you think, like, I don't know, I always wonder this, like, why I felt, like, my senior year, like, why I just felt like such a failure, like, <laughs> why is that such a thing, like, why do we feel like Because there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And you, I feel like with some jobs, with a lot of different degrees, it's like, you do things, so, like, with networking in undergrad... Some people have the opportunity to line up a job as soon as they graduate. You know what I mean? And that's common in some degrees, like business or like different like PR, like different degrees. I don't know why those are the only two that come to mind. Engineering. They, like there's a lot of degrees that you can just kind of slide into those transitions. With us, there's a hard like you have to... Like, your process is just now getting off the ground. That's true. Like, you take the MCAT. Okay, how'd that go? It went cool. Great. Now, you do your application. And even then, it's like, okay, now I have to sell myself to all these schools. And, like, even if you got a 4.0 with a 528 yeah. and, like, 5,000 shadowing, 5,000 volunteer hours, you still might not get in. You know what I yeah. mean? So, it's like, there's so much uncertainty. There's no way that you can just be like, I mean, unless, like... Your dad is a dean of admissions. Shout out to it. Your mom is a dean of admissions. <laughs> Call me, girl. But, like, 
<laughs> but like, yeah, like there's so much uncertainty that even if you have all the credentials and you have like good connections, you still don't know. So, yeah. and, and I think it goes off to what you said earlier, like a lot people outside the process don't know the process. So mm-hmm. I think it's just like when some, when you say to someone, oh, I didn't get in, they don't. They don't realize, like, even the fact that, like, my first year I even got an interview, like, I feel like that says to me, like, oh, like, even with my trash, I'm get score. I got an interview. So, to me, I'm like, okay, like, schools are, think I'm decent. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know. There's so, something. But I feel like if you say that to people who don't know their process, like, hey, like, I only got, like, I got one interview and didn't get in. Like, people think, like, oh, wow, she's, maybe she's not that smart. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like you start feeding into that thought like, oh, I'm not that smart. I'm not good enough. Like instead of like realizing like, oh, how can I strengthen my application? I actually Absolutely. am good enough, but yeah. so the like I'm not right there yet, you know? Yeah. And like it's OK to not be ripe in the moment. Like yeah. if that this timeline is not for everybody and half the time it's just like to soak you money, honestly, because it's like. If you, honestly, if you feel like you're financially stable, mentally stable, emotionally stable, that's a good place to be in. You know, if you're confident in what you're doing right now, but you don't want to go into something holding on to any baggage that could deter you from making your end goal. And that's really what the problem is. Like, if you're trying to rush, if you're trying to, like, aim for this timeline, like, you have to realize this timeline is not for everybody at all. And it's just a cookie cutter. You know, it's an idea. But it's not definitely the rule. So... And the timeline is to really cut people out, too. Like, if you can't stick to the timeline or if you're just, like, a person who doesn't want to dedicate 12-plus years to finally getting your career, like, that timeline's built in to cut pe- those people yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like plenty be, of people... Plenty yeah. of people would take the MCAT after... Or in their undergrad not do a good job and then go towards something else yeah like that like, like if the process was only four years that we'd have we would not have the shortage of doctors hmm. that we have so, so odd that we have a shortage of doctors i'm just like there's oh. so many people trying to get in it really is but that um yeah i feel like yeah you just have to really persevere and know your passion i think that's how they make they I, I don't know that that's necessarily the way you show passion I feel like it's a, a harsh kind of way you should be passionate enough to make these sacrifices I feel like there's a lot more sacrifices than there should be but um <laughs> yeah you know that's how you show your passion that's how you show that you actually and I think that's what annoys me like when in, in interviews when they're like how do you know you want to be a doctor or, you know why do you want to be a doctor it's like look at all this um, stuff. Can you just look at how like topsy turvy this all the some of the stuff you go through? You can't even talk about in your application. Yeah, no, and it's just like you just you've done so much, and it's like, yes, I see. Like you asked me why I want to be a doctor. Look at all this. Like, does that not say it all? <laughs> like, child, look at like I've literally just been going and going and going, and haven't been in school. I'm twenty five. Like. My friends are getting married. People are getting engaged. They're having lives. <laughs> They're having lives. And here I am trying to sit in school. So, right. so yeah. I guess what, what advice do you have for people who this isn't their timeline, but they're not willing to adapt? Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for people like that? Like how to, can you work on that? Like can you become a more adaptable person? Or do you think that's just like an innate, like natural thing? Right. So I feel like... The hard times where you have to adapt are the times where you know if you're adaptable. So if it's like, if you hit a wall and it's like, okay, I can even go left or right. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you you have to, and it, it will come. Like if it hasn't, I mean, this is just being realistic, you know, nothing's ever going to be, you know, perfect and cookie cutter. Like there's always going to be obstacles. So when you do hit that wall, you have to decide like, am I going to, Am I going to chart out, you know, my end goal? Am I going to plan and have like multiple backup plans and just, if that doesn't work out, okay, what's next? You know, that has to be your mindset versus, okay, well, I'm just going to give up and try something else. And honestly, you know yourself better than anybody else. So if you feel like you've done all that you can do and at this point there's no more you can give, that is fair. But at least you made that decision confidently and in a good headspace. You know what I mean? Like, it's better that you make a sound decision no matter what and stand on it versus you decide on something and then you're always thinking, what if? And I feel like that's what kind of trips people up a lot. It's like they have those regrets or they have those. And that's what I think about. Like, 
if I would have quit or give up, like, would I regret it? And I'm like, I would absolutely I regret, would regret it. it. Yeah, and and to get this far, at least, like, just through the application process, I'm like, but I, I also said I'm never taking the MCAT again. So I thought that multiple times in my exam. I was just like, I'm never taking this again. So whatever I get, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. You know what I mean? So you just, sometimes you just have to know, like, if I do hit an obstacle, if I do hit a wall, what's my backup plan? So. Yeah. And I think one thing, I think we kind of talked about, but not really, like, don't compare your timeline with someone else's mm-hmm. timeline. Because I feel like our timelines were so different, but look, we're doing the same thing at the same time. You know Fall what I mean? 2019. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's timeline's so different. Yeah. Like, don't compare yours to someone else's. Like, you might get into medical school straight off, but then your residency is seven years and their residency is four. Like, oh, yeah. You're done at Absolutely. the same time. Like, everyone's path and destiny life is so different Mm -hmm. that's a really good point too um I also it's really hard to explain to people that this is a year-long application process it's just it's just really weird like excuse me I tell people that I'm applying to medical school and they're just like so when will you know that you're in and I'm like uh like you know February March and they're like whoa like it's August what are you doing like (laughs) this is literally gonna be forever why don't you just know and like telling people I'm going on interviews, but like traveling and then like coming back and they're like, oh, so did you get it? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to know. And it's just like, it's so, I'm always just so shocked at how foreign this experience or this process is to people. And it's, it's upsetting because it's like, what other career is like this? Like who else is doing all of this besides like medical and health? Like, Who else has these complicated, and I get like it's a weed out process, yes, but there should be better ways to weed out than like, I don't know, but time and patience. And you should have patience if you're going to be a doctor because, you know, sometimes you're waiting. Sometimes that's why I almost get offended when people are like, oh, you're going to the healthcare field? Oh, you want to be a nurse? And I'm like, there's, I'm not bashing nurses at all, but I just feel like their timeline's so much different than ours. Ours takes 12 plus years to get to where you actually want to be, like- I, I mean, yeah, and you can have a BSN is four years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you could be like a nurse without just do the two year track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, RN is two. Yeah, yeah. RN is two years. Yeah, yeah. So and ours is like if you want to be ours is twelve plus. Like, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, and that's that's the hard part is just like watching other career fields go through. But I mean, you know, it's worth it. But yeah, I think that's one thing. I'm finding the hardest right now, yeah. A yeah. lot of my friends who are doing other things, they're getting engaged and married, having babies. But plenty of people, don't let us sound like, we just single. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let us make it. Because one of your friends that's engaged is in med school. Yeah, she? she is. Yeah, so, you know, we just, we just struggling. That's a personal <laughs> struggle. <laughs> but um, it is true. Like, watching other people in their careers and like, even, I feel like, even taking this year, like I see how people can take a year off from school and not go back. Cause it's like, you get into the habit of making money. You're established. You're, you can earn for yourself. Yeah. This is what you go to school for. You could come home and just watch Netflix. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I remember last year. That's all I did. And I feel guilty about doing right? that. <laughs> like this year I'm like, I got to read something. But some people don't. That's why it's not for them. True. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly like where it's at. You just have to like, Know yourself well enough to know if this process is something you'd be willing to invest in. And I don't think you have to... Our next stepping stone, sorry, is sacrifice. (laughs) And when we talk about sacrifice, I don't think you have to sacrifice the basic things that you consider to make you happy. So, yeah, I don't think you should have to sacrifice love. (laughs) You shouldn't have to sacrifice love. You shouldn't have to sacrifice, you know, um, family time and social lives. Those aren't things that you should have to... Your mental health, like health um but you you will have to sacrifice things in this process and I feel like that goes to say for any career you know yeah, there but are do you feel like sometimes you have to sacrifice because you're not gonna always be able to hang out with like the people you want to or like Absolutely. your family so do you consider that a good sacrifice I feel like yes there are okay so I said you shouldn't have to sacrifice love you should not have to sacrifice love but you will have to sacrifice different things so I feel like we've both been in relationships where we had to sacrifice things yeah. and then they don't work out the way we wanted them to be because yeah. I mean because we they just... weren't the right person for us preach period but but, 
But I mean, it it sucks that you will have to sacrifice. But I feel like in those situations, there was still love. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we sacrificed. Yes, we made things work. We had to compromise. But there was still love present. And that's what matters. Like, gosh, you see the way I'm looking at at some point or another, there was a, a high amount of affection <laughs> present, and that could be considered love in some cases, and that's it. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, like, yes, I really do feel like, because I've, I've sacrificed a lot of family time. I hate watching. My my family all has the same birthday, so I have four people in my they family. They literally have the same birthday. <laughs> my, my Instagram be popping <laughs> on that day, but so... Yeah, my mom, both my brothers, and um, my nephew all have the same birthday. And so watching them, like, blow out their candles and, like, the videos that they'll have um, of, like, them at the birthday parties and things like that, because they kind of all celebrate together, it sucks. Like, I'm like, like, this is the only day that everyone's celebrating their birthday. You know, like, yeah. most people are like, oh, it's my mom's birthday. Or it's simple sacrifices, like... Like yesterday, I had to study and I couldn't come hang out with you guys. Yeah, you missed that then. But oh, okay. I mean, yeah. No, we. Well, I want to hang out with you guys. Aww. But yeah, and I think those kind of sacrifices. I feel like those are the things that people are like, I don't want to stop hanging out with my friends. But it's like eventually you're gonna have to do that. Like, and I think you have to surround yourself with people who understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you don't hang out with your friends every weekend does not mean you're not friends with them. Yeah. And that is a big thing that can be stressful for friends that don't understand. Some people will be like, "You don't hang out with me," or relationships like. If you're in a relationship, oh, we will talk about relationships, yeah, let's, but let's, let's, if, you're, <laughs> if you're with a partner who doesn't understand the process, that's adding stress to your life. Like you can't have extra stress. So having people who understand makes those sacrifices so much easier. Like, cause we were just talking about that. Cause remember, I just feel like if I start dating someone, like I have to be like, listen, you're, I'm just going to, I'm not going to be able to do everything that you want me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard yeah these sacrifices girl yeah and I mean like time wise like you have to be able to balance you have to know like okay I'm focused like eight hours a day on my studies and then after that we could go eat you know what I mean (laughs) or you know like balance and you do have to have study breaks so that's nice but like you will have to sacrifice you know the things that you'll be uncomfortable with but in those sacrifices know that you're growing know that you're evolving into an adult and I, 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 it's hard for me to separate the sacrifices that we make in this process from those that you would make as you mature and as your okay. circles change. So I feel like as you become an adult, you know, transitioning from 18, 19 to 23, 24, 25. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, like you're going to change. Like you're going to, you're not always going to just go to clubs and hang out with your friends. Eventually you going to get tired because that's where I'm at. I'm and tired. A young thug's getting broke. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like these little cover fees, I can sit at home for free. Like that's how I feel. <laughs> Netflix so, and chill. Look, oh no, I just, I just sit here and read. I'm, I'm boring like that. But yeah. <laughs> so honestly, like those sacrifices that you make, like you sacrifice plenty of things. Some people won't sacrifice though. And to have those things that you aren't willing to sacrifice sometimes is necessary. Like I know my friends, some of my friends in my post back would be like, I'm not sacrificing my sleep. Like no matter what time the exam is, I'm getting my eight hours, period. Like, <laughs> but then that's the thing. Like you have to know that about yourself. You have to know like, what are the things I could sacrifice? What mm-hmm. are the things I can't? Like, you kind of... And I think that goes also into determining, like, where you should go to med school. And we'll probably have an episode on that. But, mm-hmm. like, knowing, like, oh, this med school, like, prioritizes this. Like, I need to go there because then yeah. I don't have to sacrifice this, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Absolutely. That is a really good point, yeah. Yeah, just know... And it's a very personal thing. Some people aren't willing to sacrifice the same things. Because I was that type of person. I'd stay up till 3, 4 in the morning studying for my... And that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'd be studying together. I even study with one of my friends now. And she stays up till 3, 4 studying. But she'll sleep in. And I'm like, nope. 10 p.m. My books are closed. I am in my... Bonnet is on. Yeah. Yeah. He'll text me and be like... You want to come over? I'm like, okay, my bonnet's coming too. Um, hey, girl. We're we're packed in the car. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, like, and even there'll be times where Flo will be in studying and mm-hmm. we'll be like, hey, this just happened literally yes, hours ago. Yeah. You were, we were like, are you going to the party? She was like, nah, I got exams next week. I'm yeah. going to study. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, that just means 
you have to make time for what you pa- you're passionate about. Yeah. What's going to help you in the long run? Like going to this little party with us is not going to be anything you're worried about. Like, hella fun. I'll be cute. You can be cute in your bed. Right. <laughs> with your books. <laughs> You'll be cute in a white I'll snap coat. it. I'll snap it so it's real. Sure. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But no, yeah. So like you have to know like making sacrifices doesn't have to be a bad thing like be confident in the sacrifices you make yeah that's really what it is for sure and then surround yourself and make it clear to the people that are important to you yeah your sacrifices so that they know like when i was like oh i'm not going to that party like i'm my friends are supportive and they know and they're like okay look cool have fun i'm like Like, you probably won't even miss anything girl like you'll be fine yeah (laughs) so like don't don't surround yourself with those people who are like gonna be temptations like oh you're not gonna go you're gonna miss out on that like you're always studying like yeah ditch the friends that complain about you studying because that's not cool what well it's not with friends but i was talking to um, one of my managers and we were just talking about relationships and i was telling her and i was like i feel like i'm at the space in life where it's like i don't really want anything serious in a relationship because like i just want to focus on myself and be right. selfish and like if i want to hang out with my friends i'm going to hang out with my friends i don't want to like feel like a relationship's holding me back like because i feel like relationships have held me back in the past so i just like want to focus on myself and do my own thing oh, what a word right this girl. is so nice yeah <laughs> so i was just telling her that and she was just like well the career field you're in like you don't want to say that and then you're 35 and single and i'm like wow that's ignorant right i was like i'm not even gonna talk to her but like she doesn't understand like what it's like to go through this process like you just need those times in life where it's like you're just focusing on yourself and like to me i feel like this is the only time in my life i don't have kids i'm not in a relationship like i just can think about myself like and it's like I'm not the type of person to just think about myself, so I need this time yeah. in my life to be selfish. Absolutely. So it's like I'm making sacrifices, like not being in certain relationships or being with certain people because I know right now, like, I just need to be selfish. Mm-hmm. So that's like a s- sacrifice, like, I'm making right now, you know, but certain people don't understand that. So I feel mm-hmm. like you don't have to explain yourself to them. Just yeah. like be confident in like your sacrifices and like what you're doing and your passions right. and like what's important to you and it's going to get you where you need to be. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. That was my rant. Oh, that was lovely. I'm oh. a fan. Honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, that Girl, was a word. She said that and I was like. But really though, like, I feel like a lot of my friends might be like, you're people, always studying. Yeah, but it was never in a bad way. Like, yeah, but it's it's the people that are frustrated or annoyed. It's like, well, we not going to ask you because you always study. And I'm yeah. like, is that, ex- excuse me, is that a bad thing? Right? Are you mad that I'm trying right? to make myself? And so. then it's, it just all adds up to, like, the pressures of, like, us being women and we're in our like, 20s. <laughs> Societal single. pressures, things yeah. like that. Yeah, we no. We don't conform to those. Nah, we don't have time. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. But having a support group makes all the makes all the difference. And, like you said, having people in your circle that are going through that. So, like, mm-hmm. in the past, this young man that I was in a thing, this a situation with. This is getting so personal. <sighs> Let's just lay it on the line. Oh, um, gosh. I, I did appreciate our ability to balance, even in a long-distance relationship, so, or, well, it wasn't a relationship, situation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure said that. Right. I was like, I'm waiting for her to say Not it. gonna be a liar. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I appreciated our ability to balance, and one of the one of the nice things about him understanding the process, because he was in a master's program, so we literally FaceTimed and studied together. And it wasn't even like, I know some of y'all be on these games and y'all want to be like, oh my God, study together and then get distracted. No. Young lady had an MCAT to study for. So <laughs> I literally killed it. Thanks, friend. So literally, like, I was like, cool, we're going to study. I set a timer and 50 minutes. We were on FaceTime, like, flipping pages, worried about our own thing. I had my music. We didn't talk. And, like, that is, like, the importance of having somebody who understands that process like having somebody who can at least be like i see what you're trying to do i'm trying to do the same thing let's work together yes on let's come to middle terms like yeah. so we can at least see each other but we're doing what you need to do too yeah absolutely so oh, i was trying to save that tidbit for the relationship episode but you could re-say it sure yeah or you know if i'm in a relationship then i can just have oh, it'll be so cute to have a double date episode what would it? Young man, if you want to act right whenever you're ready. I'm I, I don't even know. I feel like... <laughs> I, just, I was like, I'm loving this selfish life right as now. Soon as as soon know. as I started it, I was like, would you really take no. them seriously at this point? No. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Remind but, me to tell you something after this. Oh, goody. An awkward encounter today. I've got to tell you. Lovely. We okay. have some tea after. Okay, guys. Well, we'll um, we've got... Oh, shucks. We got the program. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So now with we're done with oh, all of our rambling. Yes. Okay. So, oh gosh, where's this? Okay, so the program that we're going to be talking about today, my sister did it, um, and she said if anyone has any questions about it, you can either reach out to us through our email or Instagram or anything, or you could email her at dosei3 at emory.edu. So the program she did was called, let me find the name, Atlanta. Atlantis Global Shadowing Abroad program. So she, you get to pick, um, with you get to pick whether you want to go to Europe or different South African countries, and um, you can shadow doctors abroad. And it's really cool because you get to shadow doctors. Um, you get to serve in a different country. You get to do research, learn about public health, study for the MCAT. Um, it's And it's really cool because she got to meet different people from all around the country. Like, she, she has, like, best friends now that live in California. And, like, Aww. when they come to Atlanta, they come to see her. So she has lifelong friends through the program. And she got to immerse in, like, the a different culture because she's a minor in Spanish. So she studied abroad in come Spain. Come on, diversity. Yeah, so she got to use her minor and sh- shadow different doctors and learn different culture. And do like what she would do here. So right. she did that in the summer. And she How long so is much it? Fun. It's I think six weeks. Okay. And then you don't need like an MCAT or anything. GPA requirement. Let me see. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm, I'm curious. Looking. I might slide out to Spain. There, it doesn't say. I don't think there is one. Goody. So yeah. Oh, and she said the application is a rolling process, and it ends mid-April. Um, and it's and it's best to apply early because spots get filled up. So I think it's like a certain amount of spots for mm-hmm. each, each country that they have. So that gets filled up. Um, and so she did it, and she loved it, and she loves Spain and wants to go back. So Aww. if anyone has any questions, That's feel free awesome. to reach out to us or reach out to her. Oh, and she has like a she had an Instagram during the process let me pull it up so you guys can look at her instagram because she has all the pictures and stuff from her trip and it is true wait i'll just spell it (laughs) t-r-i-l-l-y-s underscore abroad um and she has all the pictures from her trip and like different experiences and stuff that she did like i know they shadowed during the day and then at night, they would, like, go out and, like, go on different excursions. Like, she went, got to go hiking. And oh, nice. she had a really fun summer. So, it's a really good summer program if you want to shadow and, like... And when did you. she do this? How, she did how it her she... sophomore year. Okay, okay. Summer. Like, summer after sophomore year. Cool, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, that concludes our show, guys. I'm really excited to listen to this and hear all the deep stuff we <laughs> talked about and then like cringe at how much you guys know about me now i know because i was like if you guys haven't noticed we like try not to say our school or where we live or where we live or how geeky we are yeah <laughs> but here we are so get to know us hang out with us so uh yeah have a good week and we'll see you guys next week so bye